This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's going to podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, and we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can, as we continue to serve our Lord. Again, you can find the podcast on YouTube. You can also find the podcast anywhere that you can get your podcast. And we're so thankful that you guys are here and that you have found us. So this this topic is uh, <laughs> this topic is not really planned necessarily. This kind of happened kind of organically uh, throughout the weekend, and this is what I mean by that as we introduce what we're going to talk about today. So this past weekend there was a uh, a truth conference at uh, Arnold, Missouri. And, you know, we had, you know, the opportunity to talk about, you know, building your relationship with God, loving the gospel, all these things. Right. And um, there was a man that I met there uh, and, you know, we knew each other from a mutual friend and um, his name was Willie Franklin. And he talked about, you know, building a relationship with God, how that's something that it's not a Sunday thing. It's not just a Wednesday thing. Um, it's It has to be consistent throughout the week. And again, it's one of those things that's easy to say, but harder to live at times. And so he said, you know, it's always got to be consistent, right? Because Jesus and God loves us that way. So as we kind of go through the day, we kind of had the opportunity to talk at lunch. And Willie, Willie asked me, he said, Hey, so are you married? I said, no, sir. No, sir. I'm not. And he said, guess how you know, if this person loves you or not. I said, how, you know, you know, and, and it's not like, you know, you haven't heard that from people before, but, you know, I was just kind of curious, right? You know, I was kind of interested to see what he was going to say. So I said, how? And he said, she's going to love you, number one, like Jesus does, but she's also going to love you like your mother does. And he said, let me explain, right? He said, he said, sit down and let me, let me explain. I said, all right. So this is what he said. He said, you'll know that she loves you like Jesus and your mother, because she's going to do these things. He said, she will endure pain with you just like Jesus endured pain for you and how your mother endured pain for you. I was like, okay, like, okay, like it, it makes sense. And then he goes, this is also how you know that she'll love you and she will help you even when she doesn't feel like it, like your mother does. So think about Think about how tired and weary man made Jesus, right? Jesus Jesus was beaten. Jesus was spit upon because of his love for you, right? Think about, think about uh, the love that your mother has for you. She'll help you even when she doesn't feel like when she's got so many things going on too, right? Then he said, this is also how you'll know. He said, she will love you even when it's hard to love you. So think about the times that we've transgressed against God. Think about the times where we've hurt him. Think about the times where we didn't do what he wanted us to do. Was he disappointed in us? Absolutely, right? I'm reminded of Luke 22 with Peter. Was he disappointed that Peter denied him three times? Absolutely. But he he knew that Peter was going to be converted and he was going to help other people. And he still loved him. 
And so he said, she'll love you like your mother does, because sometimes you'll do some things and sometimes you'll be hard to love. But even though you are, she will still love you that way. And he said, Jordan, if she does those things, that's how you know that she loves you. And I was like, wow, you know, that that's incredible. You know, and I've heard that from, you know, my own parents and I've heard that. But it's kind of rare to hear that outside of your home, if that makes sense. You know, everybody kind of always has their advice of, well, she'll do this for you. Well, she'll do this. Well, she'll say this. But, you know, I've heard that in my home. And it's it's so rare to hear that that biblical advice outside of the home. And so I was like, man, you know, that that was great. Right. So then on top of that, right talking about how I got this topic organically today, I got in the car and a song came on and the song said, I'm in love with your soul. I was like, well, I guess, I guess being in love with somebody's soul is the theme for the day. It's the theme for the weekend, right? It's just organic. It just happened. And so that's our topic today. Our topic is I'm in love with your soul. I'm in love with your soul. And so what we're going to do, we're going to go through some things and we're going to talk today about how will we know if someone loves my soul, how will you know if someone loves your soul? How will you know that? All right. So we're going to get to a couple of things and we're going to mention some things uh, that Jesus did for us and, and potentially what someone else could do for you too. Okay. So, right. So get ready. Let, let's get our Bibles open. Uh, you get ready to get into the spiritual fields here as, as we keep going. Okay. So here's number one. I'm in love with your soul. Number one, how will you know? If someone's in love with your soul, one, they will love you unconditionally. They will love you unconditionally. Well, what do we mean by that? So as we talk about this, love is always kind of depicted as um, like a feeling, right? When you read a book, when you see movies, sometimes even in real life, right, among people, sometimes love is always depicted as you have to be with a person that just constantly every second of every day always makes you feel good right or love is always kind of depicted as like a series of random events that just happen to work out your way without any real work okay so it's kind of like in those movies where you know a guy's kind of sworn off love a girl's kind of sworn off love then they meet at the gym they meet at the grocery store they meet at the library and then it just it just organically just works without any work right that's that's not how things go not saying you could meet somebody that way but that's not how true biblical love is executed and so biblical love and unconditional love the more and more we study about jesus the more and more i can know how to love people better and how i can potentially love a future spouse better and this is this is some advice that um that the, that the Bible gives. Sometimes we spend too much time looking at how everybody else depicts love. But the more and more that you study and really get to know Jesus, then you'll really know what real love is and how to how to take what he gave you and give that to somebody else. But sometimes what we'll do today, sometimes we love people based on selfish needs. So, you know, I love this person because I have a need right now, or I love this person because, you know, it works for me right now. That's conditional, right? So your love, your attention, your care and concern is based off of what someone else can give you right now. 
or what you can give to somebody else in the moment. Well, I'll only give you attention. I'll only give you concern and I'll only give you care when you in turn do the same thing for me. When you fulfill something for me, then I'll do that for you. But until you fulfill it for me, I'll kind of lock it up, right? I won't really, I won't really do that until I get something that's conditional. But that's, that's so popular today. It's so popular today to be a conditional love person. But, but notice this, look at Ephesians chapter three, if you will. Ephesians chapter three. And um, I want to notice verse number, actually starting verse 17. And again, if you're new to the podcast, you know, we love to open up our Bibles here, kind of to start this conversation together um, as we continue to learn more about Christ here. So Ephesians three, starting in verse 17, notice what Paul writes here at, to the church at Ephesus. He says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded, notice. So Christ, who is the author of our faith, according to Hebrews, so that you might be rooted and grounded in what? And what are we talking about? In love. Now, how, how can I be rooted and how can I be grounded in love? Verse number 18. So, by being connected to Christ, you might be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes all knowledge, that you might be filled with all the knowledge of God. So I love verse 18 for a lot of reasons, but the reason why I love verse 18 is because it shows the, the never ending expansive love that Jesus and God has always had. They have now, and they always will have for us. And notice verse 19, we can know the love of Christ, but notice it's kind of an oxymoron here. If you look at the text. To know that love, right, to know the breadth, length, depth, and the height, the, the deepness of it, how long it is, how far back, and how forward it reaches, how, how in-depth it is. To know the love of Christ, but here's the oxymoron. We can know it, but it also passes all knowledge. So think about this for a second. Someone... Sometimes someone who loves you unconditionally, actually, before we even get there, let's explain it this way. Have you ever received something that, that was just, you know, one, just a, an amazing gift, right? Let's say that. Have you ever received a gift and it, it was just, it was more expensive than what you've, what you even, you know, asked for. It was, it was just more elegant. It was more, it was just, it was just more than you thought it was, right? And maybe you didn't even ask for it, but sometimes when you get a, when you get a gift from someone and you're just, you're just like, I, I don't deserve this. I mean, what did I do for this? I mean, I didn't, I mean, I, I don't deserve it, right? You can't even come with an explanation. And so sometimes someone who loves you like Jesus does, and sometimes like a person, someone who loves you unconditionally. It almost, just like that gift that you receive, sometimes in our own finite minds, it, it almost seems too good to be true. 
how can how can how can Jesus love a guy like me? How can Jesus love a girl like me? Does does Jesus really 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 understand my faults? Does he really understand where I come from? Does he really understand that I, does he under does he get it? Sometimes we won't understand out of all people why does he love me that way? Out of all people why does he love me? You know, sometimes we can say that to Jesus, but here's the crazy thing about it. Sometimes the way that we love people, we kind of translate that to the way that we love Jesus. Here's what I mean by that. Sometimes with, with people, sometimes if we can't even accept the love from a, from a being that's faulty, how are we going to accept the love of God? So is it hard? So just let's let's do some evaluation here. Is it hard for you to accept love from people? Is it hard for you to accept that? You know, sometimes when 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 someone loves us and we feel like we don't deserve it. Sometimes we'll we'll give all the excuses in the world, right? Well, I think, isn't there somebody more suitable for you? Isn't there somebody that's just, I don't understand how you could care about me. I don't understand how you could, how you could, um, you know, love me. So I just, I just can't accept it. And so then when it comes to Jesus, who's perfect, sometimes we'll say that to him too. Well, Lord, I, I know you died for me. I know you suffered for me. I know the, the breadth, the length, the depth and the height, and I understand what you've done. But Lord, I just can't accept what you've done. Sometimes it's almost kind of scary as I think about it sitting here. How many, how many, how many people, number one, but here's the scariest part too. How many Christians still, still, even after being converted, how many Christians still struggle with the fact that I don't know if Jesus could really love me? Do you struggle that way? Possibly. See, here's the thing about this love. According to verse 19, he says we can know it, but it also passes all, all knowledge. The thing about humans and what we do, we run away from things that we don't fully understand. And so sometimes when, when you consider who you are, as a faulty being, when you consider what you are as someone who has sinned, when you understand who you are, someone that is not perfect and someone that couldn't even lace up the shoes of Jesus, sometimes it's hard to sit here and understand how could somebody that I'm not even close to being worthy for, how can they love me like I am worthy? You struggle with that too. It's tough. It's tough. You know, we think about that. How could somebody love me like that? Look at this. Look at John chapter five, guys, real quick. John chapter five. And I want to notice uh, verse number nine and 10. Let me make sure I have the right text here. 
John chapter five, uh, verses nine. Actually, no, uh, John chapter four. I'm sorry, John chapter four. John four, starting in verse nine. So again, this is about Jesus and the woman at the well. But again, notice that the culture back then, the culture was women had low status. And if you weren't a Jew, you had low status. And so, especially if you were from Samaria. So now notice Jesus understanding the the culture. Notice what happens here in verse nine of chapter four. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, how is it that you being a Jew ask a drink of me, which am a woman, number one, and I'm of Samaria. The Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. So how are you that's going to be a Jew ask me to get something to drink and I'm a woman and I'm from Samaria? How are you going to ask me that? How? Why would you ask me to do that for you? But watch verse 10. Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew, but notice, notice how Jesus described this guys. If you knew the gift of God. Did you know that Jesus loving us unconditionally is a gift? Did you also know that someone physically loving you unconditionally is a gift? But because I don't understand, because it passes all my knowledge, sometimes I I can't accept the fact that Jesus or someone could love me like that. I can't accept it because I don't understand it. So because I don't understand it, then I won't accept it. That's why Jesus said, if you knew the gift of God and notice what else he said, and if you knew who it is that's talking to you saying, give me to drink. If you just, if you understood, then you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. If you just understood, if you just knew this, then you would have asked for it. See, sometimes guys, we can run away from things we don't understand. And sometimes, and even even myself with Jesus sometimes, Sometimes, guys, we won't be able to truly, sometimes you won't, you won't be able to truly grasp the concept of God's unconditional love for you. And quite frankly, sometimes if you meet a person in life, sometimes you won't understand their unconditional love for you either. Sometimes you won't get it. So it won't be like a, it won't be like math or, or, or history or science where you can understand the concept. Sometimes this is. There are some things that are just beyond our understanding. And one of those things is unconditional love. But here's here's something that's important to understand. Maybe it's not for us to 100% just fully get it. Not saying that we can't understand because Paul said in Ephesians, we can know it. We can understand what Jesus did. 
But maybe sometimes it's just not for us to get. But maybe we should just accept what's being offered. Instead of trying to sit here and understand why it's being offered. Because Jesus is just waiting for us to accept it rather than trying for us to reason why he's given it to us. You'll, as long as you live, you will never understand a reason why he's doing it for you. We can understand why he did it, but sometimes it's hard for us to even get that still, even with the scripture. That's why Jesus said in John chapter four, if you only knew, if you only knew the gift and if you only knew who was standing in front of you. Someone who loves your soul will love you unconditionally like Jesus did. Will you understand it sometimes? Maybe not. But understand if it's being offered, maybe it's something that can help us. You know, sometimes you talk to older couples and sometimes the most, most times it's the guy that says this, not saying that the girls don't feel this too, but most times the husband, they'll say, I don't deserve this person. Sometimes she'll say that too, right? I don't deserve this person, but they only say that because they truly understand their frailties and their faults and their transgressions. But even with all of that within themselves, someone still cares about them. Someone still wants to help them. Someone still wants to love them. Love being unconditional. They will love you unconditionally. And again, here's the thing about love. Loving this way is never one-sided. It's, it's always reciprocal. So the way that Jesus loves us he expects us to love him that way. The way you love someone, someone should love you that same way back. It's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing as we sit here and as we talk about, about loving somebody just unconditionally, right? And so the, the more and more that you know and study about Jesus, the more and more you'll understand unconditional love. Okay, so real quick, before we move to the next point, if you've ever seen the series, The Chosen, right, there's a scene, obviously, it's 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 great to watch that because you can go back and study to see if certain things happen. And, you know, in some scenes, you know, obviously, they take liberty in, in some things. But there was a scene where a young woman, um, Jesus, Jesus saved her, Jesus helped her. But then there was a there was a, a scene where the same woman that Jesus helped she she let him down and so she stayed away for a while and so some of the uh the other ladies say look you just need to go talk to him you just need to go talk to him and she kept on saying i can't face him i can't face him i can't face him i can't face him because i understand what he did for me and i still let him down i can't face him and so jesus uh in that series he was in his tent and the, the 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 young lady walked in and Jesus was there and she couldn't even she couldn't even look at him. Right? She had her she had her head down and, and Jesus kept saying, What's wrong? You need to talk to what what's wrong. And she basically, you know, said, I'll let you down. 
And Jesus just looked at her, right? And all Jesus said, huh, all Jesus said was, I forgive you. It's crazy. Unconditional guy. I mean, it's just, and that's what unconditional love does too. It forgives. It forgives. It's an amazing thing. It's just sitting here. I, it, the words can't even come out of how to explain it. It's almost like you just you just have to keep knowing him for you to get it. So they'll they'll love you unconditionally. I'm in love with your soul. Okay. Then number two, as we keep moving forward. Okay. Here's a um, you know, basically, here's a quick uh sidebar before we keep going. If you if you like what you hear, if you want to keep, you know, helping us and continue to help us grow and 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 uh you know and study with us you can support the podcast if you go to www.anchor.fm slash when the scriptures become real slash support and then you can there's a tier system there and you can pick which one you would like to support the podcast and we've already got three supporters and we're just so thankful uh for your guys' support and everything that you guys do uh to support the podcast all right, so moving forward, I'm in love with your soul. So they will love you unconditionally, okay? Then number two, how else will I know if someone loves you, uh, if someone loves your soul? They will love sacrificially. One who loves your soul will love you sacrificially. So again, like we mentioned before, love today, instead of sacrificing, love is almost depicted as a, as a bartering system. So basically, I'll provide you this service, love, care, attention, phone calls, texts. I'll provide you this only if you do this, do this for me and maybe even more. But if that stops, I'm not going to provide it. So every day in relationships and in marriages, couples barter, even though even though that's not even what you intend at times because of what you've seen. We just end up, it's it's a bartering system. That's what it is. But here's the difficult part about loving sacrificially. And this is why I, I believe, I believe people have tried this, to be honest with you. But I believe because it's hard and because of the results of it sometimes, sometimes it's easier, quote unquote, to love in a bartering system rather than to love sacrificially. Well, why? This is why sometimes when you love sacrificially and what I mean by that, I mean, it's, it's loving without a motive. It's loving without, without trying to gain something. It's loving because God does it and it's loving for the right reasons. So sometimes when you put this out here in the universe, when you put this out here to people, it, it takes, it takes a lot out of you to love sacrificially. Well, how do you know that? Just ask a mother. Just ask a wife. It takes a lot to love a person sacrificially. And sometimes when you put that love out there in the universe and when you put that love out there into people and when you give it out, it takes it takes a lot out of you to do that. But also. When you put it out there. Sometimes it, it won't be returned back to you. And Jesus knows exactly how this feels. Look at Matthew chapter 26. Matthew chapter 26. And um, 
look at verse number 67. So again, according to John 1, right, we understand this important concept in, in, in John chapter 1. So we understand that in the beginning was the Word, right? And the Word was with God and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, talking about Christ. And without him was not anything made that was made, right? John 1, 1 through 3. So then also verse 4, in him was life, right? So now we understand this. But notice, everything that Jesus did, let there be light, it was good. The firmament, it was good. Man, it was good. Woman, it was good. All these things that Jesus made according to John 1, 1 through 3, the love that he put into all of us, the sacrificial love, the giving love, Jesus gave up some things, John chapter 2, or uh, Philippians chapter 2. He never gave up his deity and glory, but he left the glories of heaven to suffer with us. That's sacrificial love, isn't it? Look at, look at how much Jesus poured out into us. But notice how we treated him. Verse 67. Then they spat in his face. And they buffeted him. And they smote him or they hit him with the palm of their hands. And they said, prophesy unto us, Christ, who is he that, that hit you? All that love, all that care, all that concern poured out from his heart to us. And how do we repay him? We hit him. We spit him. We spit on him. Mocked him. Hey, who hit you? You see, loving sacrificially, loving sacrificially hurts. Because the the goodness that you put out there in the world to people, sometimes people take it and go. Sometimes people will just take, 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 take. Sometimes loving, loving sacrificially hurts. So why do you think not a lot of people in this world love that way? Because guess what we're trying to avoid? Hurt. So this love bartering system, this gives us an image of love because I'm still getting something if I just give it away. But that's not real love. You're, you're, you're playing this system with people. Sometimes you won't love, you won't be loved back the way that you give it. See, sometimes when you love sacrificially, just like Jesus in Matthew 26, sometimes when you love this way, it'll feel like, it'll feel like you're being taken advantage of. Sometimes it'll feel like your kindness is mistaken for weakness. Sometimes others might see you as gullible. But here's the great thing about, about Christ. No matter what people did to him, when he gave out that love, Jesus never stopped loving sacrificially to anybody. He kept loving this way. But here's why so many I mean, it just starts so young. This is why so many people 
give up on love and have this have this kind of laissez-faire attitude about it and they almost kind of give up on it before it even starts because somebody did them wrong in their past and because somebody did them wrong when they gave out pure love it made their heart bitter it made their heart hard and so they've convinced themselves that loving this way puts me last so i'm not gonna do it anymore the only way that i'll love somebody again is if i can get into a bartering system with them so i know i'm getting something back keep loving sacrificially this when you love sacrificially it might not be returned to you just like you give it out but even if it's not this is what you're learning through the process you're learning what it's like to love like god sometimes you got to you got to see things You got to see things big picture. So when you put that love out there to people and it's being taken advantage of, or it's just whatever it is, take what, what, what is happening and use it because God might be teaching you, this is how I love people. You're much, you're that much closer to loving like God does. Well, how do you know that? Go to the book of Hosea real quick. One of my favorite, favorite guys in scripture. I, I love this book. Hosea. And I want you to notice. Uh, let's see. I believe it's chapter, chapter three. So I want you to think about this for a second. Think about Hosea. He was told to marry a wife of whoredoms. So he wasn't told to marry a harlot. He was told to marry a woman who would become one. Because what this was, this was depicting the relationship that God had with Israel. Israel wasn't always not faithful to him. Israel was faithful. But Israel became unfaithful. So the marriage that Hosea had with Gomer, she began faithful but became unfaithful. So now Hosea can understand what it's like to be God. And so now imagine Gomer cheats on him twice. And after all this, right, after all this goes on, notice chapter three, verse one, the Lord said to me, go and love a woman beloved of her friend, yet an adulteress. But notice, notice the qualification right here in verse one. That Hosea, that God tells Hosea to love her. Don't love her the way that you were told. Don't love her like everybody else does. This is the way I want you to love this woman. Love her according to the love of the Lord. Towards the children of Israel who look to other gods and who love the flagons of wine. So what did Hosea do? So how am I going to love this woman? So even though she did all this stuff to me, I bought her for 15 pieces of silver and a homer of barley and a half homer of barley. And this is what I said to her. 
you shall abide with me for many days and you will not play the harlot and you will not be for another man and I will be yours. See how Sia learned loving sacrificially hurts. And that's a lesson that, um, that I've learned too through scripture, through, through preaching, loving, loving people sacrificially, it hurts. But by studying more about Jesus, you start to understand sometimes the misconception that love should always feel good. Love should always feel a certain way. I've come to not believe that anymore. I've come to believe that sometimes love does feel good, but sometimes true love does hurt too sometimes because you're sacrificing. It's not all about you. It's not all about your wants. It's not all about your needs. It's not all about, you know, you know, what you, what you feel. It's sacrificing. I'm in love with your soul. How do I know that? Because this person will love you sacrificially. Then number three, here's the last one. How do I know if someone loves your soul? They will love you eternally. So not only is this person worried about you physically, but this person cares about something that's going to last beyond your physical body. This person cares about where your soul is going to end up. This person cares about you making it and seeing heaven. This person cares about introducing you to the person that loved them, Jesus. You know, there's a song, again, sometimes on my podcast, I like to to name drop some songs. So there's a song um, by Jesse Bonanno. To spell his last name, it's it's, uh, B-O-N-A-N-N-O. And it's entitled Throw Away, right? And essentially, uh, he's singing the whole song, but it's it's depicted as him um, proposing to his fiance, I guess, or to his, yeah, to his fiance. Okay. So he's proposing to her. So basically he starts off the song by basically saying, okay, I'm about to do this. And he kind of, he proposes, but then he sings from her perspective. And so this is what he says. So basically he's on one knee, basically the ring right there, but he's kind of, he's singing from her perspective now. So for switching sides, he says, well, she says this, when my body gets older, when my beauty starts to fade, when my back is getting tired from our children that I raised, will you still be there to hold me and make sure that I'm okay? Will you love me or will you throw me away? So he mentions that kind of two or three times in the chorus from her perspective. But then at the end, then he sings back from his perspective. And at the end, the chorus changes just a little bit. And he says, well, your body may get older, but your beauty will not fade. When you're tired, I'll pick you up and I'll carry you away. I will always be there waiting to make sure that you're okay, that you're okay. Yes, I will love you. And no, 
I will not throw you away. Right? Giving the giving the the concept of loving somebody eternally. So when you think about loving somebody eternally, it's not just when they're beautiful. It's not just when things are going well. It's not just when they have stuff to give you. It's not just when they have all the time in the world. It's not just when things are working out for you. It's through every single thing that they go through. Jesus loved us that way. He loved us eternally. Look at look at John chapter 14. Here's our here's our last one I want to go to. John 14 uh verses 1 through 4. And notice what Jesus says here with this concept of loving us eternally. He said, "Let your hearts not be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there's many mansions." If it were not so, I would not have told you. But I go to prepare to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. And where I am, there you might be also. And where I go, and whither I go, you know, and the way that you know. So Jesus didn't just suffer and die and just leave. He said, I'm going to prepare. I'm going to prepare a place for you. Sometimes, you know, as, you know, as Christians, when you follow Christ, think about the disciples. They were persecuted. They were hurt. They were forsaken. They were stoned. They were killed. But guess what they understood? Our Lord didn't throw us away. He might not be here, but he said he's going to, he's going to come get us again. Jesus loves you eternally. So how will you know when someone else loves you eternally? They're not just concerned with the physical. They're not just concerned about a big house, a nice car, looks. They're not concerned with those. Are those things important? They have their place. But what are they concerned with? They're concerned with, I am trying to get you and Lord willing, if we have children, my goal in leading this family is getting all of us to heaven. That's the goal. How will you know if somebody loves you eternally? They're already looking there. When they meet, they're looking that way. As we close, we think about all these things we talked about today. I'm in love with your soul. <clears throat> well, what do I what do I do? I mean, Jesus loves me unconditionally. Jesus loves me sacrificially. Jesus loves me eternally. How how can I love him back? I can't repay him. This man, this woman, they love me unconditionally. They love me sacrificially. They love me, un- they love me eternally. How can I love this person? How can I, I can't match up to that. Sometimes when you, when you meet people that are so far ahead of you, when you meet people that have just, maybe financially they're, they're farther ahead, right? Maybe spiritually they're farther ahead. Maybe uh, educationally they're so far ahead, right? Sometimes when you meet those people, it's so easy to be intimidated because 
you compare where you are to where they are. And it's like, man, I got so much. There's like a gap between us and I can't, I can't get there. Right. And sometimes that causes us to, to not try. So here's two things we can do today with Jesus and with people who love us in these three ways. Option number one, we can understand that they love us these ways. And because we don't, we can't truly comprehend it. We cannot accept it because it's just, it's too, it's past my thinking of how, how I can be loved this way. It's, it's too much. I can't take it. It's too much for me. Or number two, yes, we understand it, but we can work towards loving them that way back. Everyone that's in front of you, everyone that is farther along than you, they haven't always been at that spot. Someone who's a teacher, someone who's a master, they had to have been a student. So they had to have been at a level where they had to build from the ground too. Jesus understands we're not at his level, but he understands I want you to build so you can get here with me. So I know it's hard to be intimidated by Jesus, to be intimidated by what he's done, to be intimidated by the standard, to be intimidated how to love like him. It's, it's, I know I, it's hard. But instead of sitting here and giving Jesus reasons why I can't be like him, maybe it's time for me just to start working to be more like him, to be compatible with him, to be compatible with this person. Maybe it's just time for me to start working to be this because everybody's got to start somewhere. So we might as well start today and let's start together. I'm in love with your soul. I guess that was a thing. I guess that was a, that was the thing for the weekend, guys. Right? I'm in love with your soul. I hope, I hope this was able to to encourage you and help you. And I hope this is this is kind of encourage you to look back more at the love of Christ, so we can learn how to love other people better. And I hope that um, you know this is something that for sure that I got checked on. Um, this weekend that I know I can, I can love better this way. Um, and you know, I'm going to work on this with you so that we can continue to help, uh, to love Jesus more as individuals, but also we can help to love each other better too. So again, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. We're so thankful that you guys are here. Lord willing, we will be back on Monday with another one. Um, so tune in on Monday for another podcast. We're so grateful for you guys. Have a great week of Thanksgiving with your families. Uh, appreciate them. Love them for everything that they've done for you. So thank you guys so much, and we will see you guys next week. Thanks, guys.